a lot of people say like, I need more Ted Lasso in my life, but not everybody needs to be Ted Lasso. Ted grew a team of individual strengths that together they were better together. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. There's a show that had its debut in 2020, and now it's grown into a cult following. The show follows a character by the name of Ted Lasso, an American college football coach who's hired to coach an English soccer team. Yes, football. The world recognizes that at football. AFC Richmond was a team, the town, the country. They made no secret that they thought this guy was clueless. He was a joke or what the British would say, a wanker. But it's clear. Early on, that through his comedy, through his humor, through his tactics, he's been able to build up an incredible team. He's pulled the best out of the people around him, and he's helped them to realize it's not just the wins and losses they should be concerned on, but it's about becoming the best versions of themselves. If you enjoy books on leadership, then add this book that we're about to dive into. It is going to be a must-read for 2024. We're pleased to welcome two incredible guests who are not only experts in their own respective fields, but they've co-authored a new book that's making waves. They're the authors of a book called Lead It Like Lasso, a leadership book for life, your life. Marnie Stockman, Nick Coniglio, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Great, How are you? Thanks for I'm having us. I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to be able to dive into this book something you put out there. I will say this, for 2024, all of us as leaders are looking to add to our bookshelves. We're looking for the books that we have to know about leadership, personal development, taking care of strategies when it comes to our teams. And now we're going to add a new book to our bookshelf because we've got to read this. But before we dive into this book, before we dive into why you put pen to paper, idea from the screen onto paper, tell us about your leadership journey. Marina, let's start with you. Tell us about your background and why you and Nick came together. Yeah, sure. So I started out as a high school math teacher and then landed last year as co-founder and CEO of Lifecycle Insights, which got acquired by ScalePad. So the typical transition from high school math teacher to CEO, just like everybody else does it, right? <laughs> Not at all. But um, I always say as a math teacher that I sold pre-calculus to 16-year-olds. So I know something about sales and customer success, um, which are really all about some leadership skills and helping making others become the best versions of themselves, very Ted Lasso-like, uh, and also helping them realize what they want and accomplishing what you want at the same time. So math teacher to math supervisor, uh, the software that I used as math supervisor, um, 
uh, is where Nick was working and I was hired as to into customer success there. So Nick and I go all the way back to there. And, and then for three years in on that, uh, Nick leaned over virtually and said, we should start a company. And so that is when we went out into the MSP space, uh, looking for a problem to solve. And we found QBRs and lifecycle insights. So that's the quick and dirty. Awesome. What about yourself, Nick? Yeah, I started, uh, well, I was a programmer right out of college, right? And I hit every stereotype there was. I was introverted, kept to myself, did all, you know, really, really was not engaging with people. Um, and then in the mid nineties, I, I decided to take a risk. I knew I, I kind of needed to extend myself outside the box a little bit. I took a job as a BI consultant, business intelligence. Um, and it's there where I, I kind of quickly realized that you know what, character skills, human skills, they are just as important, if not more important than technical skills. And from there, I started to kind of develop, you know, communication skills, problem solving, resiliency, consulting, you know, 101, right? It's it's a big deal in terms of developing emotional intelligence uh, and those human skills. I was lucky enough where the CEO kind of grasped onto me, saw something in me, mentored me. I think that's a critical part of any leader's journey is, is having a mentor or a coach along the way. Um, and he really pushed me, pushed me to be uh, accountable. He trusted me, uh, showed me how to be a leader. And from there, I kind of took off. I, I ended up being promoted to uh, the vice president of our consulting services team that was in the early 2000s. And I kind of jumped, you know, I, I was part of a lot of uh, acquisitions. I jumped, I, I've been, I've headed up customer support organizations, engineering organizations, data services organizations. Um, I'm a dad. I think that's a big part of a leadership journey. Um, but I think when you say journey, it, it, it's exactly that, right? I've, I've failed so many times, um, but it's the challenge. It's the idea of leveling up. Um, and then the fact that I've synced up with, you know, one of my my real diamond dogs in Marnie Stockman about 11 years ago. Um, you know, it's it's been real important to my growth as a leader, just bouncing ideas off of her. So uh, that's where I'm at. I've been in uh, leadership for the last 20 years, and I learn every day how to become just a little bit better. That is awesome. I'm so glad that we can have this opportunity to speak with both of you, dive into your book. I love how you said, even right now for our listening audience, the ones who understand this show and they love it. You said diamond dogs. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about mentorship. We're going to talk about that, that inner circle in a few moments. But before we go into all that, uh, I will state this. When we started the program, obviously Danny wasn't able to make it today, but we have this left side, right side of the brain. Dan's the technical. Everything's going to be done methodical. Everything's about processes. I'm the free spirited extrovert. He's the ambivert slash introvert at times, but we come together and it works. And even here, I can see from your personalities and how you guys are engaged in this conversation, this how you're similar in that way. And so this is going to be a fun conversation. Marnie, why did you start this journey of getting this book from idea, from the screen, on the paper? Because the last book you wrote, or at least one of the books you wrote, I got you to sign it. It was with yeah. Juan Fernandez. And it was a, this co-author book you guys did for the MSP community. But, yeah. but talk about how you came to want to put this book together. 
Um, well, so first, I we've got to give Nick the credit because he's the one that watched Ted Lasso and was like, you need to watch Ted Lasso. You need to watch Ted Lasso. You need to watch Ted Lasso. And um, why did I say that? I, I said that because Marnie is Ted Lasso. Marnie <laughs> is is the, you know, before, before we even knew the show existed, she was the one who said, you know, my mission is to help others become the best versions of themselves. So when I'm watching Ted Lasso, I'm like, hmm. And then his whole message of, of positivity and being uplift, uplifting, um, you know, really supporting his team. That that is Marnie Stockman. But go ahead, Marnie. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, that's perfect. So, so that's how we got to, uh, you know, having watched Ted Lasso. And what's interesting is, you know, we launched Lifecycle Insights in 2019, uh, which was right before Ted Lasso started, and we scaled and sold Lifecycle Insights in 2023 right around the we exited right around the time Ted Lasso finished. So it was an interesting parallel to watch Ted Lasso and his leadership principles along with our own journey, you know, through growing life cycle insights. But not only that, it really part of it comes from reflecting on our journeys. And if you look through my LinkedIn profile, you'll notice some gaps, like a seven-year one where I was a stay-at-home mom, as Nick said, right? That's a big leadership piece. I owned a knitting store. And when we started looking through what we had done in our different roles, um, we realized that we had used kind of a consistent leadership framework that helped us level up and grow. Nick mentioned every job that he took was a new you know, a new challenge. And, and it's one of the things that we both had in common. So that is part of the story um, that one, we paralleled Ted Lasso and, and we saw, you know, growth and challenges along the way. And then I'm going to let Nick answer the next part of it uh, in terms of like, we started getting questions as we had scaled the company from a lot of different folks. Yeah. And I, I think, I think kind of building on that, answering those questions over and over and over again, you know, we, we realized that what we did, yeah, we had some luck, but we were pretty successful, right? But everything was related to, as we keep stating, the ability to level up. And we needed a way to kind of relate that in a way that wasn't just leadership theory. It just, it wasn't just character skill development, personal development theory. We wanted a relatable way to kind of communicate how we accomplished what we did and the fact that we both just absolutely love the show. And we knew so many people that that just, that's their religion, the religion of Ted Lasso, right? We thought it was the perfect vehicle to actually relate our concepts because it was so similar to the way we approached everything uh, in our business for the last you know three and a half years, growing it from nothing in a space we knew nothing about to a successful exit three and a half years later. So it, it, it was just a perfect combination of things. And it's, you know, my thing when I read books is, okay, how can I relate? How does this impact me? And we thought that that kind of translating it to uh, the lessons that were evident and made people smile and said lasso, lasso was, was really the perfect way to do that. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. 
VSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does a mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. That's incredible. What I think is interesting is, Nick, you said, I have a friend here. I respect Marnie. I love the work that she's done. But she reminds me of this character in Ted Lasso. And the reality is we have people like that around us that champion that want the best for us and you said marnie let's let's get you involved in the show you got to see what i see and let's bring this out because there's leadership principles that we have gained over the years that we believe that we could share with all the leaders that are out there that's fantastic i love it let me let me ask this question nick maybe starting with you because you you're the one that kind of said exposed marnie to ted lasso what, what yeah. was it about ted lasso specifically was it just his his quirky approach to leadership? Was there something about him that you said, look, I, I think this can go beyond the screen to a book? Yeah, there are there are so many things. I, his vulnerability, um, you know, his honesty, you know, there are so many scenes. You know, I, I think 
I think it's it's funny in my personal leadership journey, I struggled a lot with being out as a fraud, imposter syndrome. And one of the things that that always amazed me about Ted Lasso and the writers of Ted Lasso is the fact that he was such a fish out of water, knew nothing about soccer, English football, so to speak. But they never really keyed into the fact that he struggled with that, right? Yeah. They didn't really push the whole imposter syndrome. But what they did push, and what we we talk a lot about in the book, is that he was so confident in his core values, his core values of believing in the best in people and being positive and uplifting and 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 all those different attributes, right? And that really, really rings home to me because that was the way in which I got over being a fraud, right? Being the young leader of, of people who I thought were smarter than I am, had more experience. It was ultimately believing in the core values that I had developed and the vision that I had. And I think that's just evident without the show, with, with the show. It's, it's not necessarily explicitly stated, but implicitly, that is what we draw from. And that's what we try to describe a little around the book. Yeah, I love that. that. And I appreciate you. Yo, it totally does. And I appreciate you sharing that. And to me, that's what drew him in because we all saw ourselves in Ted. And yeah. for the leaders that are out there to say, hey, do I really belong in this space? Do I really belong in this position? And the answer probably is a resounding yes. You're there for a reason, but you have to come to grips with why you're there. You have to come to grips with that you're enough, that you can bring the best out of people. And I love that you said he stuck to his principles, to his core values. What, what, was there something for you, Marnie, maybe a key principle? Um, it could be about the spirit of authenticity. It could be something about team and bringing out the breast and team. What, what is it about this show or what did you what struck you from this show, first of all, that you wanted to bring to the book, Marnie? Well, literally, like a list of quotes come to mind as soon as you say that. Um, so I'll just talk about two of them instead of all of them, because I don't think you invited us here for dinner. So so let me keep, I'll keep it somewhat shorter. So the first is, um, and Nick said it, uh, when I, so when I interviewed for my first teaching job when I was 21, People ask me my philosophy of teaching, and I mm. said then, it is the role of every teacher to help each student become the best version of themselves. So I believed that for a long time, um, and I hold that true to heart. So, of course, as soon as I heard that, that rang true. But one that I found interesting was Ted was in talking to Rebecca after they, the end of second season, spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't seen it, first go watch it, but second... He tells her that she can fire him. And she said, do you think because you're not a proper football coach, right? You don't know a thing about the sport. Uh, Nick mentioned the fish out of water that, yeah. that you don't fit here. You don't belong in this role. And she said that there's a Dutch saying, he said, I can't speak Dutch. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, I'm going to tell you in English. <laughs> right? Like every disadvantage has its advantage. Yeah. And, you know, Nick and I came from the world of ed tech. And when we landed in the MSP space, I thought MSP meant Maryland State Police. He and I spent days, like we've even created an acronym chart for ourselves because we were like VAR, ISP, RMM, PSA. Like I did four years ago, I couldn't use them in a proper sentence. But I think what we brought to the party at Lifecycle Insights was a different perspective. So we really do believe that every disadvantage has its advantage. And um, so that is kind of one that sticks out. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I want to get into 
this concept of diamond dogs and what that means, because I believe great leaders prioritize their circles of influence. They understand that while they've got to touch the masses, they've got to also be able to trust or entrust to others where they are. And this is a perfect time of the year to say we have New Year's resolutions. We have goals for 2024. Do we have coaches? Do we have mentors? Do we have people that we could pour into who know that about us and can pull the best out of us. So talk about that concept known as diamond dogs and what that means, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you I mean, to me, when I when I think about diamond dogs, it's it's really it's two words that come to mind immediately. Right. You mentioned mentioned the first trust. Right. You have to have a a close network of of peers that that you can trust and, and you can feel free to to bring any any topic to the table about that you're struggling with or feel like you need to work on. But the the second word is accountability. Um, it it really doesn't matter if if you trust everybody, but if 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 that group is not holding you accountable to progress to action, right? Then it's it's not going to be worth the bang for the buck in my mind at all. So. In in our eyes, and I think this is probably one way in, you, in which you work really, really well with your brother. Right, this is how Marnie and I work, and our extended our extended group of diamond dogs as well, is the ability to not only have truthful, open conversations in which you can trust responses from your peers, but also to look to your peers to hold you accountable to level up, to get better. Um, and and to me, that's that's really what diamond dogs are in real life. And I think that was perfectly represented in the show. I, it, to me, it's one of my favorite aspects of Ted Lasso, um, without awesome. a doubt, are the diamond yeah. dogs. And, and Marty, was there anything you wanted to add on top of that in terms of that concept or any other aspect of the show that maybe drew that point out? Yeah, I know, well, I think first I always say like biggest fan, harshest critic, right? Like you have to be, you have to, you you are vulnerable to your diamond dogs, right? And it is because you trust them to give the Oklahoma honest answer. Um, but the other thing that I think is really important is a lot of people say like, I need more Ted Lasso in my life, but not everybody needs to be Ted Lasso. Ted grew a team of individual strengths that together they were better together and they didn't all turn into Ted. We don't need Roy being Ted. We don't need Trent being Ted. We don't need Higgins being Ted. We need Roy being Roy and Trent being Trent and Higgins being Higgins, right? And so I think that's the important piece is that you have the skills to support each other, not be each other. And like Nick said, to have that challenge network um, to really hold each other accountable is, I think, the critical element of being a true diamond dog. I appreciate both of you sharing that. And for me, I looked at my children and their journey, them growing up to become adults. And the thing I've shared with them is, do you have voices that are outside of your friends, outside of the people you work with that can tell you the truth, that can challenge you to become the best version of yourself? Because we have blinders. We have areas in our life that we're unaware of. And so that brings me to my next question. And Marvin, maybe you could address this, is the importance of self-awareness. What was so interesting about this show is that it took time to develop these different characters. And, and maybe you could talk about that aspect of self-awareness because each of these characters in some ways matured through the show in terms of identifying who they were, acknowledging who they were, and then learning to accept 
that others may not see them that way, but they accepted them in that team. So talk about that framework of self-awareness and then maybe tell us who your favorite character outside of Ted Lasso was in the show. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with little Jamie Tart. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> so, so Jamie Tart needed some help with some self-awareness. He was, um, you know, it takes a couple of different components to be self-aware. You really need to have a good understanding of your own core values, which Nick mentioned earlier, and then the confidence to present them. Jamie started with a ton of confidence. And if you remember, Jamie, would you rather be a lion or a panda? He's like, coach, I'm me. Why would I want to be anybody else? So he was strong in confidence, but what he lacked was self-awareness and understanding of his true core values. And that is where his internal turmoil came. And so who didn't love the arc of all of the characters? The growth of Jamie Tart for sure is one of the most entertaining. Um, I uh, I think Keeley's role in helping folks along the way was really fun for me to watch. And so that that's my, that's my quick take on it. I'll let Nick chime in. <laughs> Nick, who's your favorite character in the in the show? And and were there any other principles that you felt were necessary to highlight in the book? I mean, I know for me, if you don't mind me just jumping in, people might yeah. say, well, what about Nathan? He was probably misunderstood. He, he got rejected by his father. People didn't understand him. He was just this quiet guy. Then he becomes this powerful, incredible leader. Then he leaves his job as the leader because he loses himself. Or personally, I love Sam. I thought Sam was an incredible character, very well balanced, very optimistic, very patriotic to his homeland, but at the same time, very loyal to his team. What was the character that moved you the most? And were there any other aspects of that, that you said, Hey, I wanted to tie this into the book. Yeah. I, so just, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And yes. Right. Um, <laughs> you can tell Nick and I could go all day talking about yeah, the show. Yeah. I think, I think it depends when I watch the show, I mean, I, of course, love Roy Ken. I, you know, Trent Krim is a favorite of mine. I love Sam. Um, I got to tell you, though, the last time I watched it and writing this book, we watched the show a lot. I really started to appreciate Higgins, the Higgins character, mm -hmm. Leslie. Right. Um, you know, and he's not he's not the star of the show. He's not even the star of AFC Richmond, but he brings so much in in improving the point that to have a full team, you need everybody to contribute, right? And Higgins contributed is if you think back to him speaking to Keeley, talking about, you know, something to the effect of a good mentor hopes you'll move on. A great mentor knows you will. He has great lines around that. Or even his Christmas dinner, I, I, we just we just had this, uh, we watched the Christmas episode, right, where he's got the whole team over, and he identifies each player, right, and he identifies where they came from, their home country, their hometown, he knows everybody, he, 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 he establishes trust within the team, um, I, just a big fan of, of Higgins, but, you know, to circle back, David, to your question around the book, you know, there's so much that I want to talk about. You brought up earlier Diamond Dogs and, you know, talking to your son about that. We have activities in the book, right, that actually allow you to identify, you know, what areas in life your Diamond Dogs actually help you fulfill. Um, we also have activities to identify, are you like Sam? Are you the optimistic achiever, right? Or are you like Roy Kent? Are you the tough love mentor? Different ways. And if you are, right? This is what you're really good at, but here might be some areas that you need to improve. So you asked me about other things in the book. I do want to make sure that that we bring about the fact that it's it's not just a, a book on theory, 
there are activities that 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 will help you kind of take it to the next level and and level up. So And that's why we subtitled it a leadership book for life your life because it's not just about you don't need to be the CEO. Everybody needs to learn to lead themselves. So in a boardroom, a locker room, a classroom, your living room, right? That's really important. And Nick and I have worked with a lot of college age students that in particular really need to learn this for themselves to yeah. determine their core value, to find a good fit as they find their first step in their career. I appreciate both of you sharing that. And thank you so much for giving us some insight into the book, Nick. Were there any other aspects of the book that our listeners should know about before they go grab it? Any other activities, any other insights you might want to provide? Maybe just a maybe a snippet of insight into a certain chapter that might just say this is the one for you. But anything else about the book you want to draw out for our listening audience? So I I'd like to throw out. Go ahead. You want me to No, go? I know where you're going. I, but before you go there, I would say okay. the book contains spoilers. So watch the show first and then I'll let Marnie want to go with our, whatever, where I think she's going to go. So go ahead. Yeah. Take it. So, so it's interesting. We had a lot of people read it before we launched it to get feedback. Um, and I talked to one CEO who said the, the biggest piece for me is the personal operating system and the communication guide. I'm having everyone in my company create this. So it is one thing that we created out of necessity for our own company we had we talked about in the book how we had had to let somebody go because even though we felt like we'd communicated all of our expectations clearly, there was definitely a mismatch. And so after we let that person go, we created our own operating system communication guide where we talked about our motivators and demotivators. We talked about the best ways to communicate with me, you know, our core values, et cetera. In the book, we actually, you know, created that for Ted on the website. We have it for Ted and Roy and Keely. So we built out communication guides and personal operating systems for them. But it's interesting to have another leader say, you know, this is going to make a difference in my business because when you invite someone to share their personal operating system and communication guide with you, you're inviting the whole person to come to work with you. And that's why we've said it's important to know how to lead yourself um, and bringing your whole self to work and inviting everybody else's whole self to your team, again, your classroom, your living room, wherever it is. Anything else you want to add to that, Nick? Uh, no, I think she said it perfectly, but yes, I do. Let me let me change my mind. <laughs> I think just you know, one thing that that is becoming evident, we're in two, we're, you know, we're in the 2020s, everything's becoming automated, right? AI is all over the place, right? It's it's more important today than ever, right? That you end up building out your character skills. I, I think uh, Adam Grant in, in his latest book, Hidden Potential, talks about the fact that we're in the midst of a character revolution. It's ubiquitous. All this tech, this access to technology, everybody's kind of leveling out. It's these human character character leadership type skills, right? That's going to allow you to differentiate yourself and level up and move on. And we just hope we're contributing to to people uh, realizing that with this book. So we're excited. We hope people grab it and let us know what they think. Oh, I think it's going to be a hit. We're looking forward to promoting it, sharing about it, talking about it, going through it. And, and I appreciate how you both said at the very end. We don't want to spoil this for you. Look, pick up the book. 
it's going to make you want to watch the series. You know, you know, you might want to say, watch the series. You'll get insight into our book. No, read the book, get the book, apply the principles there. You're going to want to watch the show. It's going to draw you to want to get into these episodes, this, the different scenes that are there, the different characters that are there. You're going to want to do that. I, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions as we begin to wrap up here. Favorite scene or favorite quote? For me, there were a couple of quotes that stood out to me, and, and I'll throw this out to you, and this might might stir, you know, jog your memory a little bit here, Nick. I, I do love a locker room. It smells like potential, oh, right? I yes. remember, I that. Absolutely. <laughs> and then and, and speaking of that, he said something along the lines of uh, taking on challenges is like riding horses. If it's not comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. But a favorite quote or favorite scene for you guys? Um, so I'll go with the scene. My absolute favorite scene of the entire series was the Roy Kent press conference. Um, it was basically confronted, for those that don't know, with with Isaac running into the stands and challenging a fan. Um, but to me, it was it was the epitome of the entire series, right? Where where it went. Like all press conferences that that were in the show, there's a whole bunch of honesty, there's vulnerability. 100% demonstration of emotional intelligence, right? But at the end, it really showed the journey that Roy took from day one to where he ended up going at that press conference, which is what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to level up. And the fact that it moved me almost brought me to tears and cheer at the same time. I just really remember that scene. It's my favorite scene. So go ahead, Marty. What's yours? Um so I love both of those. I, I say I don't just love a locker room. I love a new notebook. I love a new year, right? All those things that smell like potential to me. Um, so I'll give you two. One, uh, I love don't you shouldn't bring an umbrella to a brainstorm. I think, mm. you know, if you give everyone space to let all the ideas out that you'll be able to sift through if you it is a reason to have many types of voices in the room because otherwise you really are planting up an umbrella in a brainstorm. And then the other one, of course, which I think is the internet's favorite is be curious, not judgmental. Uh, that is, and what I find fascinating is that, you know, if you scroll through a good healthy bit of social media, you will see a lot of negativity, but if yeah. you land yourself in a Ted Lasso community, they are really working to be curious and not judgmental. They are much kinder, um, and I think that is something that the world really needed uh, and that Ted Lasso has brought out to all. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. 
If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. They'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I appreciate that. That's so exciting to be able to hear the different things that stood out to you, the things that moved you, and that you guys were somehow able to compress all that. Let me say compress (laughs) all of that into something that could be an incredible resource for our listening audience, for the leaders that are out there, regardless of the level of responsibility that they may have. I want to ask you in terms of this release now, are there going to be any type of book readings, webinars, workshops? Are you guys going to be on any stages in terms of speaking engagements to wrap, to to really wrap up this concept and to promote the book? Where are you guys going to be at when you talk about this book, Lead It Like Lasso? Yeah, all of the above. It scares me <laughs> yes, to death, yes, David. Yes. That's why that's why Marnie's here. To, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But go ahead, Marnie. You can talk about where we end the book and what we're trying to do next. Yeah, so like Nick said, yes to all of that. We've already had some interesting um, invites to different places. Nick and I were actually on a local news program uh, up in Maryland. Yeah, introducing us, which was very fun. A little nerve-wracking. It was our first time doing that. So we very much have some lessons in mind for college students, businesses, professional development, teachers, et cetera, that tie these lessons into their audience. Uh, and so we we really have lots of different places where we're we're finding opportunities to speak. So we're always happy to do that uh, wherever. Uh, and and we're in some Barnes and Nobles already, so we're very excited about that and uh, have some book signings lined up as well. I think we're, we've is, been fortunate enough to be mentored by by folks and work with people again in our network, and I think I think we're excited to share this message. Right, it's finally a way to share it in a way that's uplifting and positive and useful and practical. Um, so we're looking for any and all opportunities to get the message out there. Well, we're going to make sure to reach back out to both of you because my twin and I are actually planning a leadership seminar 
later on this year in Austin. And so we'll have to talk about bringing you guys in to maybe do a workshop for our leadership teams right there in downtown Austin. Come and grab some great barbecue. You know you're going to love the state of Texas. We want to have you here. But I'll say this. Ted wins over his skeptics with incredible optimism. He brings people in with his quirkiness, with his quotes, his ideas, but he allows the leaders around him, his players, to develop. And we know that you're going to also be won over when you pick up this book and add it to your library. It's been a fantastic time with both of you. I appreciate your insights into the book, your insights into the program. If you're listening to the show and you have not watched this series, get in there and get this series, but make sure you go to Amazon and pick up this book. You could also go to the website, leaditlikelasso.com. You could order the book there. You could go to Amazon for the book. You're going to look out for these guys. Reach out to me if you want to know more about their speaking appearances, how we could get them involved into our retreat. Nick. Marnie, Marnie, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. We're so grateful to have you here. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us, David. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.